Hello and welcome to Walk by Faith with Diana. I'm Diana Abercrombie and I'm so excited that you're here. I can't wait to see where God takes us on this journey. My goal for this podcast is to dig into God's Word, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, and teach us how to apply His Word to our lives, and then turn around and help others in their faith walk. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 4.4, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I don't think we can live it if we don't know it. I want us to dig into God's Word, pick the Scripture apart, and allow the Holy Spirit to teach us how to apply it in our lives. Again, thank you so much for being here with me. Let's start walking, shall we? today as we dig into God's Word. Um, He's really given me some scripture today that I think will help us kind of examine our hearts and see where we are. He's been working on me definitely this week to just examine my heart. Where is my heart? I love it when God does that, but honestly, sometimes it can be very uncomfortable because I know when he puts something like that on my heart, that there's something in my heart that he's trying to get me to see and turn over to him. So scripture is full of what I call those little truth nuggets. They're those passages in God's word that help us examine our hearts. Um, those verses that we can take and apply to our everyday lives or whatever the situation might be that's going on in our lives, those verses that we will kind of um, use to um, allow the Holy Spirit to call us in check or to help us take a step back and evaluate where we are in our walk with the Lord so that we really can walk by faith. And I think we all need to do that on a regular basis. I know I do. We don't want the things that we do for the Lord um, to become routine or traditional to the point that they don't mean anything anymore. We really do need to keep in mind that we serve Almighty God. He wants a relationship with us. We should never, ever, ever take that for granted. And yet I know there are times in my own life when I do take it for granted. I allow my focus to be someplace else. Um, I allow my worship to become routine. I allow my Bible reading to become routine. And I remove my heart from God in doing that, and I don't ever want to do that. So today, as we read uh, the scripture that God has given us, I just pray that we will examine ourselves, examine where we are, and ask ourselves the question, where is my heart? So before we go any further, I do want to pray um, and just dig into God's word and allow the Holy Spirit to Just come in and teach us and show us ways that we can use the scripture that we're going to be going over today to draw our hearts closer to God. Not just draw near to him in words or in our actions, but that our hearts will be very close to God. Let's pray. Lord, I'm so grateful for this time to be here with you. I love to be able to just take your word read it, allow the Holy Spirit to teach me something in it. I'm so grateful, Holy Spirit, that you're so willing to show me. 
that you are the one who wrote the book and you live inside me and you teach me things. I'm so grateful, prayerful as we move forward today in Matthew chapter 15, that we would understand that we all can become those people who just draw near to you with our lips, that we just do lip service and that our hearts are removed from you. Help us, oh God, I pray to see that. I pray for each person who's listening to this podcast today. You know where they are in their walk with you. You know their hearts. You know them, Lord, and I pray that you will touch them and help them to be encouraged by this word today that we can examine our hearts, that we can come to you and just say, oh God, show us. Show us where we are, Lord. Help us to understand you. Help us to seek you. Help us to honor you with our hearts, that our hearts would become very close to you, O oh God. Thank you again for this day. Thank you for this time that we are able to dig into your word. Again, I ask you, Holy Spirit, please teach us. Show us something new today, I pray. Thank you for being right here with us. In Jesus' precious name, amen. So the scripture that I feel like God gave me today is actually more than scripture. It's a, a, a chapter. It's Matthew chapter 15, but it is kind of based on Isaiah 29 verse 13, where it says, Then the Lord said, Because the people draw near with their words and honor me with their lip service, but they remove their hearts from me, and their reverence for me consists of tradition learned by rote. Now rote in that, in my version, I use the NASB um, version of the Bible, and the word rote is R-O-T-E, which means mechanical or habitual repetition. So we don't want our reverence for God um, or what we do for God to, to become mechanical. He, he teaches against that, and he doesn't like that at all. He wants our hearts to be close to him. I did find it very interesting in that verse that it says, but they remove their hearts far from me. So he doesn't say that their hearts are removed or that that he removed their hearts. He says they remove their hearts far from me. So I want us to be very aware of the fact that we can play a huge part in removing our hearts from God, that we would be aware of that and understand that, that we can't crowd God out by the traditions or the things that we do habitually or routinely to crowd God out of our hearts. We need to make sure that our hearts are close to God. And that we don't take for granted the God that we serve. Let's dig into Matthew chapter 15 and read a little bit. And as we read, we will um, pick apart some of the scripture that's there because it really is so full of little truth nuggets. Then some Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. Now let's stop there for a second in verse 2. And remember here that the Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and they said, your disciples break the tradition of the elders. I find that very interesting. They were so concerned with the tradition of the elders that they completely missed the fact that they were speaking to Jesus. Jesus the Lord God Almighty, Jesus. They missed, they totally missed him. And all they saw in the disciples was that they didn't wash their hands before they ate. It says, for they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. 
To me, that is just mind-boggling that that is all they saw, that the disciples did not wash their hands. They had become so caught up in the tradition of washing their hands before they ate that they didn't see the person. They didn't see the people. They didn't see the disciples. It doesn't make any difference whether we wash our hands or not. What is going on in my heart that that is all I would see? And the Lord had to really call me on that because I don't want to be that person that looks at a certain way something is being done or not done and just fixate on that and not see what Jesus might be doing in that situation. Now, Jesus said in verse three, and he answered and said to them, why do you yourselves transgress the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? And then he goes on to talk to them about how God said that we're to honor our father and our mother. And he who speaks evil of father or mother is to be put to death. He goes on to speak about how they are supposed to take care of their father and mother. And yet they'll give whatever they have that could be used to help their father and mother. They'll give it to the church or give it to the temple or give it in some religious way. And then say, okay, I can't help you because I've already given all I have. And they think that that's okay to do that when they're honestly transgressing the very commandment of God, which says that they're to take care of their father and mother. It's very interesting. I want us to look also now at verse seven, because he goes from there and says, you hypocrites, rightly did Isaiah prophesy of you. This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the precepts of men. It's very interesting that he's, he's using Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13, which is what we just read. And those passages of scripture are so full of those little truth nuggets that I was talking about earlier. They're those passages in God's word that help us examine our hearts. And he's calling them out there to look at what you're saying. Examine your heart. Look at how hypocritical you're being. Those verses in the Bible that can take, um, that we can actually take and apply in our lives to kind of call us in check, to help us take a step back and evaluate where we are in our walk with the Lord so that we can truly walk by faith. And that's what he's talking about there. He's talking to them, is all you see that they didn't wash their hands? Is that all you see? We all need to take a look at ourselves and say, what am I seeing? What am I looking at? What is it that I am fixating on that is causing me not to look at the Lord Jesus Christ and what he might be doing, but to look at something that is not being done the traditional way or the way I think it needs to be done or that is outside of what I think is the right way to do it. Am I looking at things through scripture? Am I actually looking at things that um, God would have me see? When we look at people and the way they do things, I think Satan uses that so often because we don't look at people as those who Jesus loves and died for. We see what they're doing. We look at their behavior. We we remove our hearts from God. We can say all the right things. We can quote the scripture. We can go to church every Sunday. We can sit there and feel all good about ourselves about 
what we've done, and yet we can step right outside the church and look at someone and be very hateful in the way we see them. That's very important to me because Satan uses that to keep us from showing Jesus to people. Where is my heart? Where is my heart? Am I allowing my words to honor him and my lip service to honor him? But my heart is removed from him. I don't I never want that to be. Jesus says there that in vain they are worshiping him, teaching as doctrines the precepts of men. So I wanted to look at that and see what do, what is it what is a tradition? What's the definition of the word tradition? And it is the transmission of customs or beliefs from generation to generation or the fact of being passed on that way. So there's nothing wrong with tradition. There are things that I do because it's the way my mom did it. There are things that helped open my eyes to the Lord as a young person. Um, that that they were those traditional things that helped me see. Okay, that is God. That is that is worship. That is how we're worshiping Him. But when that tradition becomes so strong in my life that that's all I can see, then that's wrong. I need to be able to take the tradition and use it for what it is, but not allow it to become greater than my heart for Jesus. If Jesus tells me to do something a different way, then I need to be willing to do that. If I, if all I can see is that I'm supposed to go on Sunday mornings, open up a hymn, sing this song, or if the worship team is going to sing for this many minutes or sing this many songs and then the preacher can only speak for this long because I need to get home and I have to I have an afternoon to plan that's wrong we are not being led by the holy spirit we we have to allow the holy spirit to speak to our hearts and not be so fixated on what's going on traditionally or how it's supposed to be that we miss the fact that Jesus himself is right there we don't want to miss that. I look at how he said in that verse of scripture that they're teaching as doctrines the precepts of men. So what is a precept? A precept is a general rule intended to regulate behavior or thought. Now I want us to think about that for a second because what Satan wants to do is regulate our behavior and our thoughts. That's what Satan wants to do. He wants us to become so routine in what we do that we don't think about the heart behind it. That's what he does. Satan cannot steal our salvation, but he can make our lives. He can come into our lives and allow things in our lives. The Lord gives him enough free reign that he can allow things into our lives that we don't understand are pulling our hearts away from God. And that can even happen in our in our worship and in the words that we say. And Satan knows scripture. He knows scripture better than we do. So we have to understand that he uses those very things that we think are good and acceptable to God. He can use those things to draw our hearts away from God. When God says, because the people draw near with their words and honor me with their lip service, but they remove their hearts from me, that's a scary place for me. 
to think about that, that I would be able to draw near to him with my words and honor him with my lip service, but remove my heart from him. And it says they remove their hearts from me. It's not that he took it away from them. It's that we allow our hearts to be removed from him. And then our their reverence for me in, in, ver, in Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13 says, consists of tradition. Their reverence for me consists of tradition. When I look at God, do I see him in light of the tradition of how it's always been? Or do I look at God and say, that's my heavenly father, almighty God, who wants a relationship with me and wants to show me new things, that he wants to open my eyes to see things, to see him and to hear him and to walk by faith so that I don't have to rely on those things that that I've become so accustomed to. God is huge. God is big. He wants us to worship him in truth and in spirit. Not He wants us to be able to look beyond what we see. So if the scribes and the Pharisees had looked beyond the fact that the disciples were, were eating before they washed their hands and realized that Jesus himself was right there to show them something, and recognize and realize who he was, it wouldn't have made one bit of difference what the disciples did. If I'm focusing on the Lord Jesus Christ and my heart is close to him, it doesn't matter to me what everybody else is doing around me, whether it's the right thing or the wrong thing. Now, I don't mean that I don't care. I do care. But what I'm saying is that I am focusing on the Lord. I'm focusing on God and my heart is being drawn close to him so that I can look beyond those things that would trigger me to say, "Ooh, that's not that's not the way we do it. Or, "Ooh, that's that's they should be doing this differently. Look beyond all of that and look at the heart behind it. Look at the heart behind it. Are we driving more people away from the Lord Jesus Christ because we refuse to see them as people that Jesus died for? Jesus loves that person that I want to criticize for the way they're doing something just as much as he loves me. The Lord Jesus Christ went to the cross for that person that I want to criticize for doing something a different way or saying something that I don't agree with or having an opinion that I don't agree with or doing something just differently. He loves that person, went to the cross and died for their sins just the same as he did for me. Do I recognize that? Do I understand that? Or am I allowing Satan to have me fixate on the thing that they're doing? that I don't like. That's what happened right there. The scribes and the Pharisees fixated on the one thing that the disciples did that was against their tradition, against what they thought should the way it should be done. It went totally counter to what they thought should be done. And that's the one thing they fixated on. And Jesus Christ was standing right there. Am I doing that in my own life? Am I looking at something so intently that I'm missing what God would have me see? Is my heart so far removed from from Jesus 
that I'm allowing my mind and my eyes and my emotions to fixate on something that's drawing me away from him. And yet, turning around and quoting scripture and praying and loving the Lord through lip service. Am I doing that? Where is my heart? It's so important that we understand where our hearts are. I want us to not become routine. We can have a routine. That's fine. But when that routine becomes stronger than what we expect from our Lord, then that's a dangerous place to be. I don't want my Bible reading to become so routine that I'm just reading it so I can say, yeah, I read the Bible today. I want my Bible reading, my routine, my discipline of reading the Bible to be what draws my heart closer to the Lord and allows the Holy Spirit to speak to me through that and do whatever he wants to do in my life. It's not wrong to have a routine of going to church. That's my routine. On Sundays, I want to go to church. I want to go to God's house. I want to, I want to be close to the people who are like-minded and who love me and love the Lord. There's nothing wrong with that. But when that becomes so routine that I just go in and don't expect anything from God, it's just the way we do everything, that's not good. That's a dangerous place to be in my walk with God. Where is my heart? Where is my heart? Am I expecting the Lord God Almighty who wants a relationship with me to do something big in my life, to show me something in that in that church service, to point me in the direction of a person who may need a word from God? Am I allowing myself to be used in that? Or is it becoming so routine that I just want to get up, go to church, do whatever I need to do there, come on home, get my dinner ready, and go become a couch potato or whatever it is that we do. That's dangerous. When we stop expecting the Lord to do something in our lives, then our hearts are removed from Him, and we don't want that. When I pray, and the Lord really dealt with me on this because there are times I love to pray for people. I love to go before Almighty God on behalf of another person and pray for them. And I never want that to become routine where I'm just listing off a bunch of names. And I'm not saying that we don't need to, to call names in prayer. I don't mean that. I'm saying that I don't want it to become a place where, okay, Lord, help this person, Lord, help this person. And I don't really understand or remember the fact that I am going before Almighty God in prayer, communication with the Lord God Almighty, on behalf of another person who may be suffering, who may have something big coming at them, whatever the case may be. It's not something to be taken for granted. Our worship services are not something to be taken, in, taken for granted. Our Bible reading is not something to become taken for granted. It's not something that we just do. It's something that we get to do, that the Lord God Almighty allows us to do. I don't want to draw near to him with my words. I don't want to honor him through lip service. I want my heart to be so close to him that that's when the words flow, that that's when the lip service comes, that it is truly a service that I'm allowed to do before Almighty God. I want the meditation of my heart and the words of my mouth to be pleasing to God, my rock and my redeemer. I never want 
anything to become so routine that I forget the fact that Almighty God is there. I don't want to miss that. I don't want to miss what he's doing. If I'm in a grocery store and I see someone and the Lord pricks my heart, the Holy Spirit's like, go over there. I don't want that to become routine. And I just say, no, I want to go over there. And I want to talk to that person and maybe give them an encouraging word. The Holy Spirit speaks to us. My prayer for us today, as we close this podcast, is that we will allow the Holy Spirit to be real and alive in our lives. My challenge for us today is that we examine our hearts. Each person individually go before God and say, Lord, I don't want my heart to be removed from you. Help me to draw closer to you. I want my heart to be close to you, Lord, that I will not just see those things that Satan would have me fixate on as different than what I would traditionally do, but that I would see the person, that I would see the soul, that I would see a person that you love and that you died for, and that anything that draws a person closer to you, that's what is important. Help us. That's my challenge for us this week that we would not look at a person. Think about the person who cuts us off in traffic. That's a big thing for me. It's so frustrating when I'm trying to get to work and it never fails, somebody's going to cut me off. And so many times the Holy Spirit has to say, wait a minute now, you're frustrated because she pulled over in front of you? That's a person that I died for. And then I just become so convicted in that. My prayer is that we examine our hearts that we allow the Holy Spirit to create in us a clean heart, as it says in Psalm 51. That we would draw near to God and understand that we need to see things through a lens of love that only He can give us. Again, I just I thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for digging into God's Word with me. Thank you for allowing the Scripture to... Um, Just come alive in your life. I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will just, as we close today, will speak to your heart in a special way. That we would, would examine ourselves and just ask that question, where is my heart? Where is my heart? Where is my heart in my worship? Where is my heart in my Bible reading? Where is my heart in my prayer? Where is my heart in my daily activities? Where is my heart? It's so important that we remember that. As we close today, don't forget to visit my website at www.walkbyfaithwithdiana.com and please feel free to shoot me an email with any prayer requests or comments that you have at walkbyfaithwithdiana at gmail.com. Know that I will be praying for you this week as you examine your heart and ask yourself the question, where is my heart? Know that I too will be examining my heart, asking the Holy Spirit to show me what's in my heart that is drawing me away from Him. I'm asking you to pray for me as well as we continue to walk by faith. I hope you have a great week. I'll see you again next week.